worry about anything but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Thanks for joining us today. This is the Hour of Intercession. I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We invite you to look with us in the book of Exodus to begin with Exodus chapter 20, beginning at verse 1. Then God gave the people all these instructions. I am the Lord your God who rescued you from the land of Egypt, the place of your slavery. You must not have any God before me. You must not make for yourself an idol of any kind or an image of anything in the heavens or on the earth or in the sea. You must not bow, you must not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God who will not tolerate your affection for any other gods. I lay the sins of the parents upon their children. The entire family is affected, even children in the third and fourth generations of those who reject me. But I, but I lavish unfailing love for a thousand generations on those who love me and obey my commands. You must not, excuse me, you must not misuse the name of the Lord your God. The Lord will not let you go unpunished if you misuse his name. Remember to observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. You have six days each week for your ordinary work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest, dedicated to the Lord your God. On that day, no one in your household may do any work. This includes you, your sons and daughters, your male and female servants, your livestock, and any foreigners living among you. For in six days the Lord made the heaven, the heavens, the earth, the sea, and everything in them. But on the seventh day he rested. That is why the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart as holy. Honor your father and mother. Then you will live a long, full life in the land the Lord your God is giving you. You must not murder. You must not commit adultery. You must not steal. You must not testify falsely against your neighbor. You must not covet your neighbor's house. You, you must not covet your neighbor's wife, male or female servant, ox or donkey, or anything else that belongs to your neighbor. Verses 1 through 17, all of Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 to 17. Father, we thank you once again for your word. Thank you for the wisdom, the counsel, the grace, the strength, the anointing, the empowerment that rests upon your word. And thank you for the blessings that are ours as we make time to read, to meditate, to think on your word, and to walk in its counsel and walk in its wisdom and grace. Empower us all to become much more faithful hearers and doers of your word, and anoint us afresh with the spirit of grace and peace, that we would more and more be the, the encouraged and the courageous church that you've called us to be, carrying the gospel courageously to the world, standing boldly for life and standing boldly against the tragedy of abortion in our culture. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the Hour of Intercession. Again, I'm Pastor Joseph Parker. We appreciate you being a part of our listening family. Our producer is Isaac Jackson. As always, it's an honor to have you listening in. And we'll be uh, introducing our phone guest shortly. But before we do, I wanted to share with you one or two 
articles as we often do. Remember, when we share the articles, our goal is that you email us to get copies of them because they're meant to be discipleship tools to help strengthen you in your walk with the Lord, tools to help you to disciple your family, and also tools to share with others, to forward and share with others because the reality is God's Word clearly lets us know. It says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. God's Word is a book full of knowledge that will bless us, empower us, and equip us to be the disciples the Lord wants us to be. The title of this article is The Bible, Life, and Abortion. What exactly does the Bible say about life, standing for life, and the abortion issue? Does it say anything about these issues, or is it silent? Does it tell us anything about God's perspective and thinking about life and the taking of life of innocent children? Actually, the Word of God has a lot to say about these issues. Do you want to know God's will and thoughts about these matters? Just look in his book. One definition of abortion is the deliberate murder of a child in the womb of its mother. Another definition is the taking of the life of an innocent baby. The following are passages from the Bible, the Word of God, that gives us God's counsel, His thoughts, and His, and his will concerning life, abortion, and the taking of innocent life. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 and 20. I call heaven and earth to witness against you today that I have set before you life and death, blessing and curse. Therefore, choose life that you and your offspring may live, loving the Lord your God, obeying His voice, and holding fast to Him For he is your life and length of days, that you may dwell in the land that the Lord swore to your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. Again, Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 and 20. Exodus chapter 20, verse 13, you shall not murder. In Proverbs chapter 24, verse uh, verse 12, rescue those who are being taken away to death. Hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. If you say, behold, we did not know this. Does not he who weighs the heart perceive it? Does not he who keeps watch over your soul know it? And will he not repay man according to his work? Again, Proverbs 24, 12. Then Proverbs chapter 31, verses 8 and 9. Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously. Defend the rights of the poor and needy. Proverbs, again, Proverbs 31, 31, verses 8 and 9. In Deuteronomy chapter 12, verse 31 tells us, You shall not worship the Lord your God in that way. For every abominable thing that the Lord hates, they have done for their gods. They even burn their sons and their daughters in the fire to their gods. Again, Deuteronomy 12, verse 31. Ezekiel chapter 16, verses 20 and 21. And you took your sons and your daughters... Whom you had borne to me, and these you sacrificed to them to be devoured. Were your whoring so small a matter that you slaughtered my children and delivered them up as an offering by fire to them? Again, Ezekiel 16, 20, and 21. Then Psalm 106, verses 37 through 38. They sacrificed their sons and their daughters to the demons. They poured out innocent blood the blood of their sons and daughters, whom they sacrificed to the idols of Canaan, and the land was polluted with blood. Again, Psalm 106, verses 37 and 38. Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 35. They built the high places of Baal in the valley of the son of Hinnom to offer up their sons and daughters to Molech, though I did not command them, nor did it enter into my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. In 1 John, Chapter 1, verse 9. 
If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Again, looking in the Word of God in Exodus chapter 1, verses 15 to 22, and Matthew chapter 2, verses 16 to 18, God's Word tells us of two governmental leaders, two kings who for sad, cruel, and selfish reasons gave orders to slaughter innocent little boys. By their power and authority, their orders were carried out. Tragically, we still have governmental leaders who continue to approve of the killing of innocent babies in the womb. This was not an exhaustive listing of the scriptures that speak to the issue of life, standing up for life and standing against the tragedy of abortion. These are just a few, but they're enough to help you see what God clearly thinks about the issues concerning life. What should be our response to the insights of God's word? What should be our response to insights that God's word gives us of his will, his perspective, and his thoughts on these issues? A wise and correct response on the part of believers and the church is that we should get passionately involved in aggressively standing for life. What can believers do to walk out a passion and commitment to the cause of life? Here are a few ways we, the church, can get involved. Number one, find your local pregnancy center and volunteer your time and help in their ministry. Give financially to one or more local pregnancy centers. Pray for the ministry of pregnancy centers. Inquire about the possibility of your church putting the local pregnancy center into its church budget. Number two, take the time and effort to research and learn about active pro-life ministries that are doing significant work to stand for life, to save babies, and to help end legalized abortion. And number three, educate yourself about every facet of the issue surrounding life and abortion. Sadly, there's much ignorance, apathy, and misinformation about the life issue and about abortion in our culture. Great is the need for the church to become educated spiritually and otherwise about the issue, this issue. Great is the need for them to get involved. Your help is greatly needed in this battle, and every day counts. Can God count on you? Again, the title of that article, The Bible, Life, and Abortion. And I'm going to share at least a portion of a second, second article that also helps us see one more reason why the abortion industry is so tragic and such a wicked reality in our culture. This uh, article is entitled, Sex Trafficking and the Abortion Industry, Evil Twins. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? Jeremiah 17, 9. The following are tragic testimonials from women who, by God's grace, were rescued out of the tragedy of sex trafficking, and they shared a, a part of the tragedy of their journey through the world of sex, sexual trafficking, and human trafficking. The first testimony. When my trafficker found out that any of his quote-unquote girls were pregnant, he would take us outside and beat us with a pipe around our stomach and abdomen until we miscarried. This happened to me four times. I never carried a pregnancy to term. A second testimonial. I was trafficked when I was 13 and got pregnant six times. I was always taken to a clinic by my trafficker and forced to have an abortion. A third testimony. Before he started trafficking me, my trafficker took me to a clinic. He pretended to be my uncle and had the doctor administer Depo-Provera to me. I got intermittent Depo-Provera shots from the time I was 13 throughout the time I was trafficked until I was 23. A fourth testimony. 
My trafficker advertised me as someone who would not be using a condom, and so after a weekend of being sold at upscale hotels, he would force me to take Plan B. I had Plan B so many times that I had gynecological problems for five years after I got out. And then the final testimony, I was trafficked when I was a child. I had so many abortions and was back out on the track again right afterward and had so many untreated infections that I developed scar tissue, PID, and ultimately had to have a hysterectomy. The pain of not being able to have a child now that I'm happily married is too great to describe in words. Again, what you've just listened to are real accounts of women who survived sex trafficking and human trafficking, yet experienced forced abortions by their captors. Sadly, this happens too often right here in America as well as in, as, well as in other nations. Modern-day sex slavery is what sex, sex trafficking is, amongst other things. It's evil, wicked, and devastating in so many ways for the victims. Yet, sadly, the tragic and very wicked industry of abortion is an evil twin to sex trafficking. The abortion industry works hard to works hard hand in glove with sex trafficking as one aids and abets the other. Many are the victims of both hideous and dark industries. It is so critical that we, the Church of Jesus Christ, recognize and passionately mobilize to aggressively work to end both tragic industries. In the Gospel of John, chapter 10, verse 10, we are told, The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I've come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. These two tragic industries represent the epitome of what the devil seeks to do to all human beings on this planet. It's true that he seeks to steal from, kill, and destroy all people. The Lord Jesus Christ is the answer to these and all the other ills of our world. And we, the church, are the hands and feet of Jesus in this world. We're called to pray diligently and passionately for the ending of the work of both of these dark industries. However we pray, then we get up and do what we're called to do. For time reasons, we'll end there. But if you'd like to get copies of either or both articles, simply email us. Again, again, my email, joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. Again, the two titles, The Bible, Life, and Abortion, and Sex Trafficking in the Abortion Industry, Evil Twins. We'll be right back.
The music of Brian and Katie Torwalt. He is the light. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Katie Daniel. Excuse me again. Katie Daniel with, she's the state policy director with the Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America Organization. Katie, how are you today? I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Great to have you on, and it's. I think this is. I believe this is the first time we've had the privilege of having you on. And I'm going to ask if you'll take a moment specifically to tell our listeners uh, a little bit about yourself, and then about Susan B. Anthony, the Pro Life or- America organization. And again, please correct. I think I've once or twice already said the name incorrectly. If you'll state the full correct name for us, and tell us the mission and work behind this organization as well. Sure. Um, So I am a lawyer living in Central Florida. I um, grew up um, thinking about this issue from a biblical perspective, knowing the truth of what the Bible says about unborn babies and and about abortion, uh, but then really started to think about it very differently as a law student. Reading these cases, Roe v. Wade, Planned Parenthood versus Casey, in my first year of law school and just thinking, this doesn't make any sense. This they, They're trying to get to an outcome, and so they're drawing these arbitrary lines. And when you learn about um, the biology of the human person and embryology of that baby, um, the lines that were drawn by our courts just don't make any sense. And, and so the biblical truth and the biological truth are so uh, much more compelling so I feel very grateful to get to um, use that education to travel around the country defending unborn babies. Um, so our organization, Susan B. Anthony, Pro-Life America, um, is national in scope. Uh, you may have heard of us as Susan B. Anthony List. When the organization was founded, it was very politically focused. And so um, a name that connoted we are going to elect pro-life candidates. We're going to work with them to get strong laws passed, made sense. Um, last year, just around the Dobbs decision, um, our board and our leadership decided we need a name that's more expansive for our vision of a pro-life America. So the name was changed. And, and I love that because I think it encompasses those of us like me on the political team but also the Charlotte Lozier Institute, which is our research arm, who are going and doing this research. They're interviewing women, hearing about their experiences, looking at the data, and being able to share the truth from a scientific perspective. And then also her plan, which is our newest part of our organization um, that's really built around making connections between those pregnancy centers and churches and all the different support networks that you mentioned um, and making sure they know about each other. So Mm -hmm. if a woman comes into a pregnancy center and says, um, you know, I, I need help getting out of my lease and they can point her towards legal aid, or I, I don't have money to buy food. They can get her to a food bank, really connecting all the many 
organizations that are supporting moms and families who may not think of themselves as pro-life, but they are doing life-affirming work. Mm. That's neat. That's really great to learn more about specifics. And as you alluded to, I, I, I have heard of the Susan B. Anthony List organization per se, but really didn't know a number of the specifics you just touched on. Before we go further, Katie, would you specifically pray for listeners to have ears to hear whatever the Lord wants to say to them in it? Because amongst other things, my guess is probably there will be many who will be stirred by the Holy Spirit to get involved with a life issue in some capacity as they hear you share about what Susan B. Anthony List or Susan B. Anthony uh, Pro-Life America does, as well as maybe possible things that they can do and get further involved with. So would you pray for listeners in that way, please? Yes. Um, Father God, you give life and you have a desired future for every one of your children. Take a hold of our nation, our states, our communities, and our churches, and awaken hearts to be in awe of the gift of life, not fearful of the gift of life. Strengthen us each individually and strengthen our leaders to stand boldly for life and to defend the truth of the human person, of every human person, all of us and every unborn child. So be with us in this conversation that that it's fruitful um, for for us and, and for everyone listening and all of the other prayers that are hidden in our hearts. Amen. 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 Thank you. Katie, I want to ask, too, also, if you'll pray for believers in particular that may be going into the field of law, in the, because I, I just kind of a striking point that you touched on, you know, you uh, as a believer were uh, led of the Lord to get involved with, with the practice of law. And I think of this, what a tragedy to think of when you look into the history of what went into uh, the making of Roe Ro v. Wade in 1973, that there were those people that were in the legal industry, but they basically took, twisted, and and misused the legal system to accomplish an end, not necessarily trying to pursue justice at all, but simply trying to push an agenda. And sadly, they knew how to do it, and they did it by by the sadly to 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 think about to think about how that happened. So, specifically, would you pray for God to to speak to any and all law students and attorneys, and also for God to raise up righteous attorneys who stand on the Word of God, stand on the integrity of God's Word, and seek to honor God in the way they carry out the work God has called them to in the legal profession. Sure. Um, God, today we pray for, for all practicing attorneys as well as any law student. Um, many feel that uh, their faith and their belief in what they know the truth is um, somehow gets left at home when they go into the office, into the practice of law. And we've seen the consequences of that with decisions like Roe versus Wade, where the truth of the human person is completely forgotten. The truth of the Bible is, is pushed to the side um, by people who think that they're making these smart legal, detached from human consequence decisions. So let everyone realize that this is part of your vocation. This is critical to have biblical truth and biological truth be a part of 
what you do every day in, in your practice of the law and in your study of the law and let more people be called into this profession who see these two things as fitting together um, so that they will um, be better public servants, better stewards of the profession, um, and and better caregivers for, for the clients that they work with or the, or the laws that they defend. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Um, Katie, also, too, I want to ask if you would share with our listeners Productive, very productive and important ways for believers to be praying about legislation or court cases or issues that are coming up that believers need to be, need to know about in it. Because, you know, one thing that is true is that many times you have believers and sometimes pastors, leaders in the church who really there's so many things that are going on in political circles or in legislative circles that often if you're not specifically studying and listening and looking for that information, it can, you can miss it. So would you share maybe some ways you think would be very fruitful for believers to be praying for the life issue? Praise God for the fact that Roe v. Wade was overturned. That's exactly what should have happened. The reality is Roe v. Wade should have never happened in the first place. But thank the Lord that it did get overturned. Yet there are many other legislative issues or concerns that believers really shouldn't both know about and know how to pray effectively about. So could you share from your heart uh, and your mind things that come to mind, ways believers need to be praying today in our culture? Sure. I think, um, you know, very specifically right now, please pray for our congressional leaders who are considering um, a budget for the next year that, um, that conversation's kind of broken down because there are many members of the Congress who are unwilling to vote for a budget that would not allow for the on-demand mailing of abortion pills. That is the hill they're dying on. So for, for those of us as taxpayers who, who don't want our money being spent on this, there are so many more fruitful, life-affirming ways to spend our money um, really that the the pro-life members of Congress and leadership will have the fortitude to stand up and say this is important and to soften the hearts of those members who are, have seemed so intransigent on this issue and just saying this is the thing that will derail the government, um, that the, those hearts will be softened. And, and to pray for our president who has said that he sees abortion on demand as a goal of his administration to remind him of the biblical truth and of the biological truth of the human person. Um, we know that God can change the hardest hearts, and what an amazing miracle that would be for our country for him to, to realize and, and remember what he knows in his heart of hearts um, but has gotten away from for political expediency. So really praying for our leaders in Washington, um, but also that um, our leaders everywhere in all of our state capitals, that they approach this job that they have, that that the people have sent them to do um, with the spirit of truth, with the spirit of uh, sacrifice, of helping others, and not seeing very loud voices that are pro-abortion um, as 
politically expedient to follow, but really knowing what the truth is and listening to to the vast silent majority of Americans who don't want any part in this slaughter, who want it to end, and who want our resources and our time of our government to be spent on helping families, not destroying them. So that's something I think we we will continuously pray for and hope that our lawmakers approach their job with that spirit of openness and awe for life. Mm. Thank you for sharing that. Father, we thank you, Father, for just the different matters Katie has mentioned. Thank you, Lord, for the fact that by your grace, you're you're raising up more and more leaders, spiritual leaders, political leaders who stand on your word and love your word. Father, we ask that you'd raise up more and more righteous leaders, both in the governmental sphere and in the church, who boldly stand up for what's true and what's right and stand against the tragedies uh, tragedies such as abortion and darkness that is trying to make its way into government and into law. Help our leaders to be courageous in standing up for what they know to be right. And Lord, we ask that you touch the hearts of those who tragically seem to think that abortion is important and don't seem to realize it's first-degree murder. It's taking the life of the most innocent of our citizens. Open their eyes to see what it is and to Help them to turn from the darkness of abortion and to realize that leaders should stand boldly for life. And Father, help us as the church to pray wisely and fruitfully towards that end in the name of Jesus. And Father, more and more, help the church to speak more, much more loudly and boldly on this issue. Help our leaders to not be timid or even cowardly at all, but to boldly recognize that speaking the truth is always in order and always helps and always furthers the cause of the kingdom of God in the world. Lord, there's so much work for us to be doing. Help us as the church individually and collectively to be doing what you'd have us to do. And help us to be wise enough to pray daily for our governmental leaders. Lord, we lift up the president, Father. Touch him. And we ask that you'd open his eyes and his heart to see that abortion is wrong. It's against the word and the will of God. It's against people. And help him to turn completely away from support abortion and the members of Congress and other leaders more and more open their eyes and their hearts to see from your perspective, from the standpoint of your word and the wisdom and the counsel your word gives us. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. We do pray. Amen. Amen. Katie, would you share with our listeners if someone wants to learn more about the Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America organization or if they just want to get in touch with the organization, how can they do that? Um, You can... Uh, check out our website and get all of our contact information at sbaprolife.org. And we're at SBA Pro-Life on social media. If you want to follow on Facebook or um, any other social media platform, um, that's probably the best place. And that's where we're sharing updates and articles and different things. I know you mentioned educating yourself on the issue. So that's a great place to do that. Okay, and we'll pick up on the other side of the break here. Our phone guest today is Katie Daniel. She's the State Policy Director for Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America. We'll be right back.
my life and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? In His presence, I find safety. Just knowing He's near brings joy in my sadness. Peace in the time of storm brings hope when I'm hopeless. Yeah, protects me from all. from the Walls Group with All Praise Goes to You. Thanks for listening to the Hour of Intercession here on American Family Radio. Our phone guest today is Katie Daniel. She's the State Policy Director with Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America, and we're grateful to have her as our phone guest today. Uh, Katie, one more time, would you share with our listeners contact information if they want to get in touch with or learn more about Susan B. Anthony? How can they do that? You can find us at sbaprolife.org or at SBA Pro-Life on social media. All right. Thank you, then. Uh, you know, um, you uh, alluded to this earlier, Katie. You know, we live in a world where there's so much deception in our culture, in the political world, and in spiritual circles, and in every aspect of our, of our world. And the reality is, when it comes to the life issue— a huge, a huge matter that we all need to always be looking at is the perspective of the mom who is considering abortion. Obviously, the church needs to be praying for her that she would be clear. Sadly, the world has lied so much to women who uh, find themselves expecting it a tough time, telling them that it's easy to just get rid of the problem by getting rid of the baby and doing away with the child. And so, and after having Roe v. Wade in place for her, right about 50 years, again, there are many people that are used to the deception. So there's a great need for the church to love these women as well as share the truth with them and come alongside them as well. Though, But are there thoughts or matters on your heart that you want to share about why it's so important for the church to really look at uh, women who find themselves expecting a baby at a tough time in our culture today? Well, so often we see that many of the women who have abortions either were raised in the church or or are active churchgoers now. And so there's clearly a disconnect between what we know is the biblical truth and what's, what's being said or not said in our churches. Um, so I think every leader has the opportunity to reflect on how they could speak about this, both about the truth, but also in a way that lets women in the pews know, we will be here with you. We will not cast you out. 
you know, the sin is the sin, but the sinner is still a child of God and the baby is a child of God. And, and we're going to walk with you and support you because so many women talk about fear. And uh, my colleagues recently did a study on um, regret and abortion and found that over 60% of women, the majority of women say they were either directly coerced, um, you know, someone made them go, the, the baby's father, their parents, um, but many other women said, I didn't feel like I had another choice, even though this went against my belief. Mm. So they felt I, there's nothing else for me to do. No one's going to help me. This goes against my beliefs and values and, and often my religious beliefs and values, but I don't see another way out. So I think that's something that through, through ministries and, and from the pulpit, um, we can all take, take that to heart and think, how can I do more so that the people around me know that I am someone they can come to? Mm. That's good. That, and that's such an important truth for us to be mindful of is that uh, the church of the Lord Jesus can make all the difference in the world. We uh, will aggressively come alongside and love these women and do our part to reach out to them and let them know that we're here to help. We're here to love. We're here to embrace and be a, a place of refuge for them. Would you pray for specifically for pastors and churches that they would grow in their understanding of the need to, with the life issue, get much more involved as well as really become the hands and feet of Jesus in much more significant ways in addressing the life issue? God, we pray that our church leaders, um, our clergy, as well as other ministry leaders, really think about the way that they speak about this issue and that they are being heard. And if what they're saying suggests that they're not open to, to a woman or, or a man coming to them in this situation, that that's what's being heard, that's what's being interpreted. There's such an opportunity for openness and to say, I will be there for you, I will help you. We know so many of your children say, I had an abortion, but I didn't want it. I just needed somebody to offer to help me. Nobody was there to help me. So we can be that person, any one of us. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to have tons of free time. Being there in prayer, being there in support is critical. So help us all think about ways and live our lives in ways that we are doing your work um, from from whatever seat that we sit in in our life now and in the future. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, again, uh, all of our listeners, we're encouraging you, please pray much for the work of the organization, the Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America. It's an organization that's on the front lines doing a lot of great work in the cause of standing for life. And again, uh, Katie, you alluded to uh, the governmental uh, work that you're doing in government and in politics that you're doing. You also mentioned the Lozier Institute, and you mentioned her plan as well. And... Uh, 
how would you ask believers to pray specifically for Susan B. Anthony? Um, really, I would say to to please pray that we will always be speaking God's truth as we go into these conversations with lawmakers, um, that are the doctors in the Charlotte Lozier Institute remain courageous. Um, some of them have lost their jobs. They have um, endured, you know, horrible public scrutiny because of their willingness to speak up for life. So I think um, to really pray that they are comforted knowing that they're speaking for truth and that they continue to have courage to do it because um, that will draw more people into um, into the public arena, willing to speak up and, and say what the truth of the human person is and say what the truth of abortion is. Um, they are our, you know, strongest voices, and they also have a lot to lose. So mm-hmm. please pray pray for our scholars and our doctors um, who are on the front lines and, and are mm-hmm. being told, if you speak the truth of abortion— you will be fired. You might lose your license. I mean, it's it's tough, and and they need the the strength of our prayers. Hmm. You know, Katie, you touch on a very important issue, really, in the kingdom of God. Period. That the fact is, God really calls every believer in every in in every realm. Uh, in in every way to boldly stand for truth because the fact is God can get a lot of mileage out of bold witnesses who are standing up for truth. How tragic it is that those that that there are too many that will shrink back or become timid or just become cowardly when it comes to standing up for truth because they know it's going to cost them. But the fact is that's a part of following Jesus. You know, no one was a better example, role model for us in sacrifice than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and, of course, he was the greatest blessing to the world that we could possibly receive as well. But he calls us to follow in his footsteps, to be willing to sacrificially follow Christ and be a bold witness for truth. Because truth is what sets people free. Truth is what everyone needs. Truth is what helps us move forward to, to, to be the best and to receive the best in life. Uh, yet again, the tragedy is there's so much deception in our world and so much pressure to bow down to deception and things that we just know are just not true. I'm going to share some scriptures that really kind of address the issue of the importance of having discernment. Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 and 10 says, And it is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, so that you may approve what is excellent, and so be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. And again, I can overemphasize how important it is that we're discerning of what's going on in the world because there's so much deception in our culture today. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14 says, But solid food is for the mature, for those who have their power of discernment trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Again, that's Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14. And then finally, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joint and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Again, no weapon or instrument helps us to be more discerning than the powerful Word of God working along with the Spirit of God as well. So, 
Katie, our time is just about gone. One more time, if you'll share with our listeners if they want to get in touch with you or the Susan, Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America organization, how can they do that? Uh, you can reach us at sbaprolife.org or on social media at sbaprolife. All right. And if someone wants to email you in particular, is there an email that you can, you're able to give that someone may have a question or a comment they want to share with you? Sure. My email is kdaniel, D-A-N-I-E-L, like the lion's den, at sbaprolife.org. All right. Well, thank you so much for being with us today, Katie. And uh, let me just say, as we normally do before we end the broadcast, if you are listening today and you've never made the eternally important decision of inviting Jesus Christ to come into your heart to be the Lord and Savior of your life, Today is a great day, a wonderful day to make that step and invite him to come into your heart as Lord and Savior. If you'd like to make that step, we invite you to do just that. If you would just simply from your heart, pray this prayer with us right now to commit your heart and life to the Lord. Lord Jesus, thank you for loving me so much that you came into the world a long, long time ago. You lived. You died on the cross to pay for all my sins. Three days later, you rose up from the dead so that I could be saved. Lord, I confess I've sinned and done wrong in many, many ways. Lord, I repent and I turn from all the wrong I've done. Forgive me, Lord, for all the wrong things I've done. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord and Savior of my life. In your word, you told us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Right now, Lord, I'm calling on your name. Lord, save me. Fill me with your spirit. Help me to follow you all my life. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we're very much wanting to be in touch with you once again. My email is joseph at afr.net. Again, that's joseph at afr.net. We'd like to share with you some literature and some resources that will help you to begin to grow up and grow strong in your new walk with the Lord Jesus Christ, to put down roots deep in your new walk with the Lord. Again, simply email us, joseph at afr.net. If you'd like to get copies of the articles we shared earlier, again, the two titles, The Bible, Life, and Abortion, or the article, Sex Trafficking in the Abortion Industry, Evil Twins, simply email us, same email, joseph at afr.net. We'd be glad to get them to you. Katie, again, thank you so much for being with us today, and we appreciate you and the great work of Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America, all right? Thank you. And we invite every listener to pray much for the, this great organization, Susan B. Anthony Pro-Life America, as they continue to serve the Lord. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for the Hour of Intercession. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast do not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.